That's cool. Uh, several things. I got a good drink of water. Sorry. Several things. First of all, is Connie here? I saw Connie flitting around. Maybe not. She's over there. She did a lot of um, uh, fall and Thanksgiving kind of stuff. We appreciate Connie, what she does indoors. And there's a whole team of flower people who are getting ready to get put out of business with this next frost here that's coming. So uh, it'll probably take out the outside flowers pretty soon. But we're appreciative of all you guys who uh, do that. And there's a whole group of people that take care of the outside, and then Connie does, uh, I know she has other people that does that here on the inside. So thank you, Connie. We have no streaming today. Uh, Brad tells me that our streaming is really, really a mess. So if uh, somebody's looking for it, it's not going to happen. Um, we changed internets this last week, and uh, it's really fast, but it has created a lot of problems uh, for our old equipment. My computer blew up. Uh, I think uh, they're having some trouble upstairs, and so uh, I guess that's what happens when you get an old motor, and a new motor in, in an old car or something like that. It just kind of breaks down a little bit. A lot of our stuff is 15, 16 years old. So that's what happens. Uh, some people that I want you to be uh, praying about, if you are a person that is prone to uh, pray, uh, there's a lot of sickness going on. A lot of our folks are uh, very, very sick. Um, and this virus, whatever you want to call it, cold, slash whatever the old thing, the name for it is. It's going around, seems to be kicking people's um, rear ends. So uh, be praying for that. Uh, the Lucas family just um, had to take their brother, uh, Keith's brother, to the hospital uh, via am ambulance. So be praying for the Lucas family. Uh, they, he's been living with Keith and Diane. Um, also, Connie's um, Sister died this last week. Again, go back to Connie a little bit. Uh, they're going to have the funeral next week, so be praying for them as they go for all that, go through that. That's a that's a uh, ordeal. Anybody that's ever done that, you know, that's a tough thing. Uh, Tom uh, and Annette Bonta uh, lost their um, his sister, um, and it seemed to be kind of a really hard deal. She died the other day, and so they're up taking care of her possessions and things today. Uh, and then uh, Wade's mom, Sharon, um, was in a, uh, a car accident the other day, and it was very uh, bad, but it was also very good in the sense that she didn't break her neck, but she did broke, I guess, in a spot where they could repair it and do some things, and so she's here in uh, Franklin, and uh, so be praying for that. So a lot of things going on, uh, just a lot, a lot, a lot, and I probably missed some people, and if I did, I'm sorry. Um, let's pray, and we'll get uh, recentered, and then we'll get right into what we're talking about today. Jesus, we love you, and uh, I just thank you for our worship today, and I thank you for uh, the time that we have to do that together as a family. What a privilege it is to gather together and to be part of each other's lives as we uh, give our, our, our praise to you. God, I just pray uh, these next few minutes that you use my words. And uh, again, uh, as, as we look at this word, God, just uh, do a work in us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Reboot questions is what I'm going to talk about today. We're going to close this out. We're going to close out the reboot series. And, and uh, I thought I had some more, but I don't. And I'm going to stop there with reboot. So uh, we're going to stop today. And so uh, I want to... Uh, one more. Oh yeah, kids, kids. I forgot. I had all that other stuff. Sorry, kids. Wait back there. Uh, give me the fan. All right. Sorry. There it goes. Delayed children. There goes one.
All right. Anyway, so I thought uh, I was going to have one more, and I think I'm going to stop with it because I, I think um, I've been preaching to me too much. And uh, so, no, not really. I, I, it's just I think um, I had this, this one in my, in my head, in my spirit. And so uh, I want three questions that I want to share with you today. And so if you ever write anything down that I say, there's some stuff you might want to write down, at least these three questions and a couple things to look at as you talk about reboots. I told you as we started this series four weeks ago that uh, right, right before vacation, I went, uh, d- took my computer and I rebooted it and it got better. And then uh, Brad tried to heal it and it didn't heal and it's dead so a reboot didn't, didn't happen, it didn't, didn't help. And so that's kind of like it is with us sometimes. Sometimes we just need to start over. And sometimes we need to just, it's, it needs to be a daily kind of thing. And today I want to talk a little bit about, a little bit about both, because as we end this and we, we talk about this, I don't want to review because some of you probably have forgotten it, but if you ever want to go back and look at it, I think it's a really good um, a really good series to look at yourself, your introspect, and say, do, do I really want to stay the same way that I am? Uh, and really what got me thinking about it was, was turning, uh, being 65. I'm going to be 65, I told you, next month. And I thought, I don't want to be 75 and be the same way I am right now. I don't want to be, I don't want to be crotchety. I, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a little, I want to be better physically in shape than I am right now. And you're like, how's that possible? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. All things are possible with God if we do these, these, these small changes and we choose to allow Jesus to do a reboot in us, to do a start over. And so I'm speaking to anybody here today who wants to start over and you've got a place in your life where you're looking at it and saying, I really need to do something different because what I'm doing is not working. Because what's going on in me is not, it's not, it's not there. I'm just still the same. And we don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same. And I don't think you want to be the same either. But the question is, are you willing to do what God wants you to do to get there? And that's the difference. That's the difference. Psalms 145 says this. Hopefully got it. Um, maybe we don't. We don't have it. Okay, Psalms 145, I, didn't, I must not have put it. It says this, God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. That's the uh, message version. Let me say it again. God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. Some of you are ready to quit in some area of your life. Just are. You've been mourning for a long time. You've been here and you're, you've been sad. You've been depressed for a long time. You're just ready to give up. You've been here and, and you're tired and you're, you're just tired of being tired and things are just not the way they should be. And I, you need to listen to what, what God says. He gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. That's the, that's the overall reaching thing behind everything I've been talking about these last four weeks. This weekend as we close this series... There's three major questions I got, and these questions are not my questions. These are questions that I dug up out of this story that we're going to look at in the Bible. And it's a story about a guy named Bartimaeus, and the Bible calls him Blind Bartimaeus. So I'm going to call him B.B., B.B., so you'll remember, B.B., Blind Bartimaeus. Now, Bartimaeus has a distinction that he gets a name. A lot of blind people that, that Jesus heals, they don't get a name. They're just, Jesus healed the blind. Jesus healed a blind man. He got down on the, he got down on the road. He healed a blind man. 
some reason he, he names Bartimaeus. So I think that gives Bartimaeus some, some a little bit more cred. And I think it gives us some things that we can learn from Bartimaeus. So I want to, I want to show you three questions that Jesus asked Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus uh, had a problem. <laughs> Bar- he was blind. And he, he had a, 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 was living in an existence in a world where there was no uh, Disabilities Act, where there was no Braille, where there was no people that come alongside and say, hey, let me help you, buddy. Let me, let me, let me take you and let me show you where to go. They just let them be. <laughs> kind of like the song. They just let them be right by the side of the road. Wherever they were, that's where the blind people sat. The first question you're going to see Jesus ask today is a, is a question that we're going to see up on the screen here in just a minute. And it's this, where am I? <laughs> and that's kind of an odd question. But if you, if you talk about a map, and the map is your life, where are you? Where are you? You see, as Bartimaeus looked at it, Bartimaeus looked, and he looked at his life, and he, he was on the map. He was by the side of the road. And that's where they put him because that's where you go to hold out your hand to say, give me an alm. Give me, give me something here because I can't work. So blind Bartimaeus, as he looked at himself on, the, on his map, he thought... I'm a blind guy, and I'm always going to be blind, and I'm always going to be right here. And I believe blind Bartimaeus had given up. It was a great day of celebration in the city where Bartimaeus was living. It was the city of Jericho. And it was a celebration because Jesus and his disciples were coming to town, and it was an exciting thing in that day because this guy had been healing people all over the place, and people were going, I want some of that. I want some of that. So we look at the screen in Mark 10, 46, says this. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him, and a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, that's son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. He was sitting beside the road. So that's, that's the, the, the start of our story today. That's where we see Bartimaeus. That's where he's at. So here he is, sitting beside the road, just waiting for a handout. In the middle of this celebration, all these people are here to see Jesus. They don't give a care about Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus is sitting right there in the way, right where Jesus is getting ready to go by. Right away, we understand that Jesus put this, allowed this story to be in the Bible because it shares some really important truths, some truths for us as we we have to look at our lives today and say, where am I? Where am I? I want you to, if you want to write that down, write that down. That's a good, where are you? Where are you? And then we'll talk about that. The Bible says in, in Mark 10, 46, that he was beside the road begging. Then if you look at the, if you go on a couple verses down, five verses down, 10, 52, it says this. He is following Jesus on the road and that, that, that's when his reboot began. He went from a blind guy sitting on the sides, on the sideline, everybody passing him by, to a guy who is now following Jesus. I want some of blind Bartimaeus. I want that experience. I want that, I want that, that healing. I want that in my life, whatever it means, in every area of my life, however that's going to look. And it all starts with him recognizing and asking himself, where am I? 
In essence, this is the, the here you are moment in Bartimaeus' life. It said, here, here's where you are, Bartimaeus, and do you want to be anywhere else different? Often we don't take the time to ask the question, where am I? And there's a lot of reasons we don't look at the map of our life. There is. There's so many reasons why we don't look at where we are because we just ended up here and we're going, here's where I am. Here, here's where I am. Probably the number one reason we don't look at the map is because we're busy. We're so busy that being that busy, we don't want to look at our, our lives and say, you know, I don't know what to do. I'll just stay the way I am. You want to know how important this question is. It's very, very important. It's actually the very first question that God asks in the Bible. We don't see a lot of questions that he does, but go, go to the next one. When This is in the book of Genesis, and they're in the, in the, they're in the garden, and they've sinned, and here's what God asked of Adam and Eve. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. And then the Lord God called to the man. He said, where are you? Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Today, God is asking some of you, where are you? Where are you? He was asking this question of Adam, not because he didn't know where Adam was. He knew exactly where Adam was. And you know what? He knows exactly where you are. He knows most of you are in a pit right now. He knows that most of you are trying to climb out of something in your life, and you don't like it. And you're ready to stop. You're ready to quit. Because you've been doing it and doing it and doing it and nothing is helping. He asked that question of Adam. And he asked that question of you. Because he wants you to know, do you know where you're at? Do you know where you're at? Are you sidelined? <laughs> While everybody else is celebrating... Everybody else is, is doing this thing. They're, oh, Jesus, Jesus, I love him, I love him, I love him. And you're over there moping. You're over there discouraged. You're over there downtrodden. You're over there depressed. And everybody else is doing that. Oh, look, they're all doing good. See, God knew where Adam was. He knew, Jesus knew where Bartimaeus was. And church, he knows where you're at today. And he's asking the question, do you know where you're at? God made you to live in relationship. He made you not to hide in the garden. But the first thing Adam did when he, did, when he wasn't doing what he knew he was supposed to do, he hid because he heard God coming. Some of us do that too. We hide we don't, we, you know, we don't physically hide, some of us, but some of us, you know what we do? We, do, we hide. We don't tell people what's going on. Because we hear things like all the stuff I said today, and we well, oh, those people got it really bad. Meanwhile, you're sitting on the sideline, and you're blind as a bat. You're blind as a bat. Do you know that's where you're at? Or are you, are you comfortable staying there? Or do you want anything different? And that's the question God's asking you today. Where are 
you? Where are you? We hide from ourselves through distractions. We can never be quiet. We can never have a moment to think. We're distracting ourselves by picking up our screen, by, by listening to this, by seeing that, by checking this. By, and it's like, where am I? Let me give you a couple specific areas to think about. I think I put these on the screen. I hope I did. Next one. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, I did. Look at there. Five areas. There's five areas. This is another good way to, to write some things down if you want to write something down. And, and this is an, one of the, there's, there's two or three of these that I'm really uh, asking God to do some things in my life. And some of you may only have one. And maybe some of you made all five. First, ask physically, where am I? Where are I physically? What's going on in my body? How am I feeling? Because listen, church, how you feel matters. If you feel dumpy, everything stinks. It does. I've been feeling dumpy the last three weeks. I've had a cold or something. I, I understand. When you feel bad, it, everything is bad. And that's just a cold. And some of you got bad knees and bad backs and, and, and depression and you, you name it. You got, you got some heavy-duty things. And when, that, when you're physically distraught, you're at, at odds with yourself and you don't give a care about too many other people either because you're in pain physically. Truth. <sighs> Number two. Emotionally, where am I? And that's something that we, we don't like to ask. But emotionally, it's, it's something going on that, that wasn't there before. Am I feeling anger? Am I feeling, uh, you know, denial? Am I, what, what, what is going on? Emotions in, in, in the things that make me feel, make me react to my kids. And then when my kids come in, I yell at them. Or when, when somebody asks me something, I snap. That's our emotions. Relationally, where am I? <laughs> well, this is a big one. Am I drawing close to people or am I pushing them away? And I'd say most of us, we're pushing people away. We spend more and more time in solitude. We spend more and more time glued to the screen. We spend more and more time just avoiding those conversations. Don't ask me to go to a group. Don't ask me to sit down with somebody and have coffee. Don't ask me to, to go out to dinner. We don't even like to do that anymore. What has happened? Relationally, some of us have some issues. Vocationally. <laughs> Ooh, this is a hard one. Especially for guys. Because what you do is kind of who you are. It's not true. But we, we look at it that way. Because what you do is who you are. That's how people view you. What are you? What do you do? Oh, I do this. What do you do? I, you know, I don't know. We're not very proud of it, or we don't like it, or our bosses are horrible, or we hate our bosses, or our bosses hate us, or you, you name it. Uh, you don't understand. Where, where am I vocationally? <laughs> I want to be here, and I'm over here. I want to be in upper management, but I'm not really doing anything to get in upper management, so I'm down here. I, or I, I want more responsibility, but I don't know if I really do. I want more money, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to take more responsibility. Vocationally, where are you? Spiritually, <laughs> where are you? Where am I? Am I closer to God or am I farther away from God? 
These are incredible questions to keep on your person all the time. They're little checkups. And if you look at them, you, you look at them and you say, whew, that, 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 there's an area that I, I identify. Because if you don't identify it, you will continue on doing the same thing over and over. And what's that called? <laughs> Insanity. When you, when you expect, you, know, you do the same thing over and over and over again and you expect something different to happen. And some of us, we're in the middle of Insanityville. So the first question Bartimaeus teaches us is, uh, where am I? Where am I? The second one we, we're leaving is, who am I listening to? Who am I listening to? This is a tougher one because who you listen to is, going to have a tremendous impact on the direction of your life. Who you listen to takes you where you go. A lot of you get caught up in podcasts, and if it's a good podcast, you, you find yourself for a long time or you're just saying, oh, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to do, and I'm gonna, this, this guy's got it figured out. This woman has it figured out, so I'm going to follow that. And you go after it hard pretty soon. Just kind of let it drop. Look what the Bible says in Mark 10, 47, 48. This is old Bartimaeus. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, and stopped, he said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Now hold that right there, Tom, and watch, watch this. The second question that, that he's getting ready to ask Bartimaeus is who you're listening to. Just, just dig into this and see, what you, see if you follow along. This picture is this, he's shouting, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. He is there parked on the sideline. He's going to shout, and everybody else is saying, be quiet, shut up, be quiet. But Bartimaeus doesn't listen. He keeps saying, Jesus, have mercy on me, have mercy on me. And notice that the crowd <laughs> hears the voice of Jesus. They, they don't hear that. They just say, shut up, you're, you're spoiling our celebration, dude. We're here, to, we're here to get healed. We're here to get some, and you're, you're out there yelling and distracting him. Shut up. Now, here's, and go to the next one, Mark, or Mark 10. No, you've got it there. Nope, sorry, I lied. Go back. Sorry, it's me, Mark. I'm sorry. I love that second verse. They said, tell him to come here. And notice what the, what the crowd does. Shut up to, <laughs> cheer up. You notice the, the, little, the little change over there? Shut up, cheer up. Shut up, cheer up. Let's look at, now you can go to the next one. Thanks, Tom. Sorry. Here's the things I want you to notice about the crowd and Jesus and Bartimaeus. The crowd shouts. Jesus whispers. The crowd is shouting all the time. Be quiet. Be, and, and they're very mad. They're very angry. And, you know, it's kind of like us. We don't always hear the shouts, but the shouts are around there. There's a, the shouts are around us. The crowd just keeps shouting. The crowd of Instagram, boy, it really shouts. 
Instagram shouts all the time. It really, it get it gets a lot of us. Uh, Facebook gets some of us. Twitter gets some of us. Cable news shouts at us. Cable news, like or TikTok or CNN or our National Public Radio or C- Fox. It doesn't matter. They all are shouting at us, and they're shouting and they're shouting. Be quiet. Listen to us. Listen to us. Listen to us. Don't listen. Don't listen to the voice of the one who called you. Listen to us. Follow us because you'll know what's going on. Follow us. You'll know what's going on. The second difference, the crowd interrupts, but Jesus invites. Jesus invites. The crowd says, stop it. And Jesus says, come here. Come to me. The crowd is yelling at Bartimaeus. He didn't He didn't ask them to yell at him. He's just asking from Jesus. He's not talking to the crowd at all. He just said, I just need you, Jesus. I need you. But they're yelling, be quiet. Here's the third difference that you see in this scripture. The crowd waffles, but Jesus never wavers. (laughs) Shut up. Cheer up. Shut up. Cheer up. Jesus says, come here. Jesus doesn't say, be quiet, Bartimaeus. Stop shouting, Bartimaeus. No. Would you quit yelling at me? Would you quit asking? Would you quit asking for that thing you're at? No, Jesus never said that. He says, come here. Come here. See, that's what the crowd does in your life. But Jesus is completely opposite. He never waffles in his love for you. He never wavers in the way that he views you. He loves you no matter whether you're acting like an imbecile or you're acting like an incredible person. He loves you no matter what. The crowd cares about himself, itself, and Jesus cares about you. Jesus cares about you. That's the last one I put up there. The crowd that day didn't like Bartimaeus shouting at Jesus, and it made them look bad. It made them look horrible. So I would encourage you this morning, as we move on from this, this passage, I would encourage you to listen to the voice of the one who called you. The one who is in this world, the evil one, the one that we've been, we were worshiping away this morning at and saying the evil one has no presence here. He has no, no permission in my life. Listen, a lot of us are, are, are just, we're hearing that whisper a lot. And it's not just the whisper of Jesus. We're hearing the whisper of the devil saying, you're no good. <laughs> you're never going to do this. You're never going to do this. I would encourage you today to listen to the one who made you and the one that loves you more than anybody else. Listen to him. That leads us to the last one, the last question. Who are you listening to? And then, what do I want? There it is. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you instantly. The man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Beautiful, beautiful picture. Reboot complete. Blind man, follower. Bartimaeus is gone in a complete circle. What do you have faith to do today that Jesus will do for you? Jesus asks you, because the truth of it is, we all know that everything out there is not good for us. Thank God, God never let me marry my third grade crush. I just saw her recently and I'm thinking, thank God I did. I, <laughs> whew, 
I prayed every day. God, I want to marry that girl. I remember it. I remember it. It was in my head. And I saw her at a reunion picture, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you, Lord, that you didn't answer my prayer. (laughs) Do you get the silliness, though? Because we ask him for some absurd stuff, and we don't know what we want, but we ask him, give me it. And if he give us all the stuff, it would not be good. I know I, I, I got I to gotta be a little absurd to get your attention, but I, I, want you, I want you to get this. So what about the times when he asks you that question and there's not a healing? Because a lot of you have listened to that question. You go, yeah, well, I want you to heal me, God. I don't want to be like this anymore. You've asked. What do you do? Well, <laughs> it happened in the Bible a lot of times where there was people who got immediate healing and there was people that didn't. And there was people that didn't get their healing until the other side in heaven. Mark 10, 36 and 38, Jesus asked that question. He says, what do you want me to do? Here's, here's, here's a good case of this. Okay, this is, I, I love this, this, next, this next thing. So there's some disciples. And they're sitting at Jesus' feet. And they're comfortable. And they've, they've been walking with him. And they've been doing everything he's asked them to do. Ad nauseum, and they're really getting brazen. So they come to Jesus, and, and, and they're, sitting in, they're sitting by him, and they're, they're having a weak moment, and they're, they want a strong moment, and they ask for something, kind of, and, and it gets blown up in their face. Jesus asked them, what do you want me to do for you? And now listen to what the disciples said. Well, they replied, uh, let one of us sit at the right and the other at the left of your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can, can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I'm about to be baptized with? In other words, they're saying, Jesus, we want to be just like you, and we want to sit and be the kings of the universe. Let us, let us just take it all in. And I'll sit on the right, and he'll sit on the left, and we'll sit up there, and we'll pontificate all the things that are going on around us. No, no, that's... And Jesus kind of puts them in their place and says, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, can you drink the cup? What cup's he getting ready to do? He's getting ready to die. Can you, can you go through the stuff that I'm going to go through? Do you want to do that? They had no idea. They had no idea. But they ask. We want to be the great potentates. We want the potent, whatever, potentate, potentate. We want to be the potentate. We want to be the kings of the universe here. Can, can, you, can you just walk in my shoes for a second? Probably not. Probably not. The cup that he's talking about here, it's, it's the Garden of Gethsemane where he, he has to wrestle with his own, his own um, fears. And he asks, what do you want me to do? And boy, he puts them right where, they're, where they are. Folks, there, there's, there's some of us, yeah, there's some of us here that are not going to get healed from some of the stuff that's going on. Not this side of heaven. But when we get to heaven, it's going to be there. And there's some of us He's going to meet us. He's going to meet us and he's going to ask us to follow him. And there's some of us instantly he's going to take and he's going to heal us. I've seen a little of each and each one is exciting and each one's hard. Each one's hard. But the bottom line, it comes down to, do you have the faith? Do you have the faith to say, Jesus, what do you want? I want to be healed. I want to be healed. And I'm choosing 
to follow you today. So what do you want? One more verse that reminds us that God is doing a work in our lives, and it's not just for us. It's for, for what he does. It's 1 Corinthians 1.30. It says it this way. Everything that we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate, and a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. Please embolden, emblaze that in your, in your memory. You're not going to take any pill that's going to make you feel any better. It comes from Jesus. You're not going to take any, any, any counseling session. The counseling sessions help. They help. They go hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. They have to go hand in hand. God gave us mental health for a reason and, and the ability to, to, to have people that have walked those, those paths to take us where we need to be. But he said, one more time I read that, everything that we have, right thinking, right living, a clean slate and a fresh start comes from God by way of Jesus Christ. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. Only he can do it. Maybe today you can answer these three questions. Where am I? Who am I listening to? And what do I want? Remember last week as the band comes, last week I told you that there's a mushroom and when God made a mushroom, he took six hours to make a mushroom. And when he made a, when he made a oak tree, he, it takes 60 years. And so you have to decide which one do you want to be. Do you want to be a mushroom who takes six hours to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a six-hour Band-Aid at, at my thing. I'm going to throw a six-hour solution at my, I'm going to go on a diet. That'll, that'll do it, because I'll feel better if I go on a diet. Yeah, right? See, if I go on a diet, I'll feel better, right? Right, right? For a minute. But you have to understand that it has to, it has to come with Jesus to something that's lasting, something that lasts, that goes on and on and on. So the question of the day, the three questions are, where am I? Where am I? Who am I listening to? And what do I want? Let's pray. Jesus, we uh, come to you right now wanting a reboot in our life, wanting a, a total reset. And sometimes some of us need a fresh start and some of us just need to start over. God, help us to quit making excuses. Help us to stop having one foot in the world and one foot with you. I pray this morning that you'll move amongst us these next few minutes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.